even though you're consuming, as I said before in the beginning, you're probably getting the wrong product, the wrong dose, and the wrong method of administration. So it's really still not giving you the maximum benefit. What I want to see happen is the education be unleashed, the research be unleashed. We free the plant so we can really start seeing the healing of the nations, as they call it here in Jamaica. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. And we're live. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, everybody. I have such an incredible guest. I met her on Clubhouse. We were, you know, cut from the exact same fabric. And uh, due to the power of technology and Clubhouse and live streaming, we have Dr. Lakeisha with us. She has an incredible journey, an incredible story. She's an absolute expert in cannabis, all things cannabis, a pioneer, a legend in the space, in fact. She's joining us from Jamaica today. It's a little warm and breezy down there, which sounds Caribbean to me. I spent a lot of time in the Dominican Republic. And I'm just so happy to have you here, Dr. Lakeisha, to share your story. I know it's a very special day for you. The Miracle Plant Podcast is always just about sharing stories, talking about how this miracle plant has changed our lives in extraordinary ways. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to see you and have you here, Dr. Lakeisha. Thank you, Dustin. The pleasure and the honor is all mine, actually, because anything that's tied to you has got to be amazing. And I'm very thankful to be a guest on the Miracle Plant podcast just to share information as we've been doing on Clubhouse in the most beautiful way. Absolutely. And I was talking with Dr. Rikisha before we went live and she's she somehow has been able to uh, set boundaries and, and warn off certain time periods of going on Clubhouse. So she's going to have to teach me and perhaps the audience here her tricks on that just because I've had such incredible connections, Dr. Lakeisha being primary. And there's just so much misinformation out there about cannabis and I'd love for you to share maybe how you got into this industry or some of the things that your journey along the way, I know you've been around doing this as long as anybody. It's funny. And like you said, today is a special day because February 5th today is my oldest daughter, Kiana. It's her birthday. And she is totally my why on why I'm even in the cannabis industry. So the fact that you reached out to me and you picked today. And you didn't even know the significance of today. And you picked today is just, it's, I don't know, it's surreal. I can't really put it into words because she's absolutely the reason that I'm even in this industry at all. She's really the reason that I fight like so hard for traditional medicine and for like alternative health options and those types of things. Because I think that they're very complementary to the things that we have available conventionally and sometimes because of like we were saying the misinformation or lack of information um, that's out there people don't get what they need and then they'll figure that these kinds of botanical allies I'll say aren't good for them because they got the wrong product the wrong dose the wrong delivery method so my story really is in 2002 when my daughter Kiana was eight. 
she was diagnosed with two different types of brain tumor. A teratoma was the first one that they found. But inside the teratoma, there was a very aggressive germinoma, we found out after the first brain surgery. It was difficult to really pinpoint a diagnosis in the beginning. You would think with a brain tumor that like your major symptoms are going to be headaches or something like that. It wasn't. She had a lot of other things going on. Like she couldn't maintain her body temperature. She was eight years old and she would wet the bed. And that was just unheard of because she that was she was potty trained a long time ago and that would never happen. She would get blurred vision sometimes and bump into walls and things like that. The headaches were there, but they were so far and few in between that you really couldn't say, oh, okay, like the headache, like that's the thing. And long story short, after going to doctors, couldn't figure out what was wrong with her, telling me that it's migraine headaches. And I'm like, but the headaches, like, not even, they're like, it could cause the, the vision problems and things. And I'm like, no, that's not quite it. There's a pediatrician in the town we lived in, Tracy, California, Dr. Novasteris. I love that woman. And I always trusted her. I just knew her, like, as a friend. But I went to her office and said, I need you to tell me what's wrong with my daughter. And she tested her reflexes. And I'll never forget, no response, no reflex response whatsoever. And she checked her vision and she was like 2080 in one eye and 2100 in the other. Like she literally could not see. And she said, you need to get your daughter to a neurologist immediately, which we did. And that's when they told me that she had a tumor the size of a golf ball in the middle of her brain. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you do with that? What do you even do? That diagnosis definitely rocked me to my core and is definitely what set me on this journey that I've been on now. January 24th of 2006 is when she passed away. So January 24th of this year makes 15 years that she hasn't been with us. And today would be her 27th birthday. After our long battle, is revealed to me that with her second brain surgery, they were able to remove all of the brain tumors. So we went through four years of brain surgery, chemotherapy, radiation. With the second brain surgery, they removed all the brain tumors. So I always say that she's a cancer survivor. She's a brain cancer survivor. They were able to take all of the tumor out June 1st, 2005. But when she went in for that second brain surgery, she never really recovered from it, unfortunately. So from June 1st, 2005 till January 24th of 2006, she was in the hospital the entire time. She never came home in a semi-conscious state as well. So... We would get glimpses of her sometimes over that time, but, but she never really fully came back to us. And it's funny, I have to, on her birthday and I'm having memories of her, she was always a fighter, no matter what. And I remember when she was in the hospital in a semi-conscious state, we would go and visit her as a family. So it'd be my husband, the kids, we'd go and we visit her as a family. I stayed there most of the time. But then we had like our family days. And one time, because at that time, it was, she was the oldest. I had my son, Aaron, and then I had my daughter, Joe, and my daughter, Eliana. It was a bunch of girls and Aaron was the boys. We literally called him the boy and because he was the boy. <laughs> so at one time, we're in the hospital and he said something really funny in her room. 
it was after her second brain surgery. She was in recovery and maybe three months after her brain surgery. And he said something really funny. And we all started laughing as a family. And she started laughing. And we're like, wait a minute. You haven't been responding to anything now. And all of a sudden you're laughing. And I said to her, Kiana, what are you laughing at? And she said, the boy. (laughs) It's just, that was like her spirit. Like she was always a fighter, no matter what. And I love that about her. I didn't have the opportunity to choose alternative therapies with her because unfortunately, the state of California will let you know that if you think that you're going to choose what therapy you want to do for a minor, that is not allowed. You have to um, actually go with what they suggest or else you're acting outside of medical advice. And uh, if you're acting outside of medical advice, then you're considered a threat to your child and child protective services and things like that will get involved. That's my why. I didn't get to choose for her. I would have chose different. I would have chose different because I questioned whether chemotherapy and radiation was the appropriate because they had never seen, they'd only seen the type of tumor she had in the brain, like maybe three times. And so they gave her a regimen from a different protocol. And I just didn't think that was right. And when I questioned it, they let me know that whether I like it or not, this is what's going to happen. And so when they were able to remove all of her brain tumor, and so she beat the cancer technically, but her body couldn't recover from the effects of chemotherapy and radiation that I didn't want her to have in the first place. I don't get to call CPS. <laughs> I just get in. I'm sorry. And so for that reason, they say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Boy, <laughs> it doesn't get, you don't get much more angry than I am, but I just choose to take that anger and take that energy and focus it on helping as many people as I can. So really that's like my why. That's that's why I'm in it. I've seen it on Clubhouse and I've heard all the amazing accolades that people speak about you as well as just the the legacy that you've already brought. Getting to hear you speak and you're an obviously an expert when it comes to the endocannabinoid system and and it, it really is to pay it forward and teach people because I'm out here in California too and I hear some of the stories with women and using cannabis during their pregnancy and having all kinds of crazy stories with child protective services being brought in, even if it was raw cannabis and CBD, there's just so much misinformation about it. And it's just, unfortunately for us, we have four children. My, my second, Shay, he was severely diagnosed with regressive autism. And we, in the beginning, were relying on the state, too, for information and insights. And they led us down some bad paths real quick, like diet. They said, no, don't try that. Just try our behavior therapy first. And I didn't trust my instincts. And it took us about six months before I pulled the cord and said no. And yeah. I had my mom come out. And she's in a, she was a school psychologist, specialized in special needs, and raised me holistically. Definitely went down that road. And it just breaks my heart. Our other two children we had at home. Shay, we had to have in the hospital as an emergency C-section, which went fine, but we didn't have that issue. And we had our children at home and water birth and smooth and sailing. And and, why we vibe. (laughs) Yeah. And some people don't know. And the first child, you just don't know unless someone tells you. And our first uh, child, we had a doula and we did it in the hospital, but 
there, uh, there was a, a false positive for a stag infection or whatever the, the infection is that they have staph infection. Yeah. And it was false positive. So they're literally giving my child a shot one hour old in the arm and she's screaming and crying and they're doing all that crap they do at the hospital that is like hepatitis B, which is a sexually transmitted disease yes. and all this crap. And we, and, and because of this miracle plant, because of it's an empowering plant that allows us to awakens us to seeing that the truth and our, we know in, in not just California, California is probably one of the better States, but in our country and around the world that there's just a lot of, there's a lot of great doctors out there, medical doctors that have been misguided that got into the business for the right reasons, but things have changed. And so being able to have these conversations with you and explore these options and alternatives to what is the current trend. To me, I think it's funny when people call cannabis or plant-based medicine alternative medicine, when in fact it's been around for at least 8,000 years documented. So the alternative medicine is really Western medicine with white pills and, and playing a chemistry set with our bodies and we're the guinea pigs. But And obviously your why is incredibly powerful and that's what's brought you here to pay it forward and educate and make sure that there's no family or no child that needs to be harmed with, without having all the facts and how did you how did you get into the cannabis um, space I know you've spoken at a million events and we're good friends with Chloe Villano and just an absolute pioneer in the space and how have you seen it grow as far as just acceptance and people really using cannabis in their daily lives it's funny because California with the legalization medically in 1996 like even watching it from there progressively turned into what it actually is now. It's just, it's mind blowing. Because if I think about what the dispensing locations look like, what the business models look like, what all of those things look like when it first happened in California to what the industry is today, it is completely different. But it's funny, I'm gonna probably make a lot of references to Clubhouse. Me too. Trust me, I speak Clubhouse. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna make a lot of references to Clubhouse. So we were in a room, a state of the cannabis, state of cannabis room. Yeah, the state of cannabis room. Yes, club. And it was actually a topic saying, I think it was like community versus commercial or something like that. And I think that really the premise of the conversation was the fact that in California, the industry was built on a movement. It was really a movement of patients' rights. It was a movement of patients' rights to choose. It was a movement of safe access for everyone. And I think at its core, that's always been like what the cannabis industry in California was about. Now, boy, it's very commercialized. It's a completely different um, industry. And unfortunately, Sometimes that's where the medical aspect or the therapeutic health aspects get left behind. And when regulations and things like that are being made, they get forgotten a bit. Like in the case of, I heard in another clubhouse room that there was supposedly some bill that's looking to be passed in Colorado where they want to lower the concentration of THC in some products. And unfortunately for patients, like, that's not an option. You can't say, oh, we can just change change these rules and regulations when people's lives like are in jeopardy. 
And that's just where I come from. I think that part of what my charge is now. So my charge before was like to come in, help as many people as I can, help to see regulations actually put on the medical cannabis industry in California. That was my goal in working with the California Cannabis Industry Association, seeing that happen. And then now it's like preserving that community or that movement that this entire industry was built off of in the first place. It is about patience and it's about not just patience. Let me back up because you know I'm gonna have to do my thing. We're all equipped with an endogenous cannabinoid system and nutritional supplementation is actually something that's necessary. Like it's necessary. I need people to understand that. Like I need, so it moves away from just even the, the medical aspect of it but it moves to more of a nutritional aspect of it. And it's really the nutritional deficiencies that are causing the dis-ease. So these diagnoses, you know, of, of diseases, those are really just the symptom. <laughs> it's just the symptom of the endogenous cannabinoid system deficiencies. And I think that right now, that's my charge, educating people, that this is a nutritional necessity, educating people on the function and physiology, educating people that unless you're a small child or exclusively nursed because endocannabinoids are in breast milk, you're probably suffering from some sort of deficiency, even if you're a regular consumer, because of the lack of credible information that's out there, even though you're consuming, as I said before in the beginning, you're probably getting the wrong product, the wrong dose, and the wrong method of administration. So it's really still not giving you the maximum benefit. What I want to see happen is the education be unleashed, the research be unleashed. We free the plant so we can really start seeing the healing of the nations, as they call it here in Jamaica. Absolutely. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> no, that's, and it's funny because you even said about home birth and things like that. I didn't even know that about you. So my last four were born at home including like my baby in May, born at home in my bathtub in Jamaica during a global pandemic. That was interesting, <laughs> but it just goes towards my commitment though still, you know, all of the things that you named about traditional medicine being the way before there was another way. And maybe like the way that we have now needing a bit of reevaluation. Let's just put it like that. We maybe want to reevaluate our methodology for the way we, we handle people in the conventional medical system right now because grouping symptoms based on presentation and then based on that presentation, giving it a name, a disease diagnosis, and then based on that disease diagnosis, having a treatment protocol that's identified with it, that really doesn't take into account that you're actually an individual, doesn't really take into the account that nutrition might play a role, doesn't really take into the account any of the different barriers and fact, various factors that could play into why you're experiencing these symptoms. It's just we're on a system. It's just a straight system. That may be what needs some reevaluation at this point. Again, the reference to Clubhouse is 
we're able to have these conversations with naturopathic doctors and 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 healers and and herbalists and and people that really are, are grounded in plant-based medicine and a simpler life and there was a time not too long ago when 75 80 years ago where it really was the simple simplicity of you are what you eat and eating whole foods plants and entire foods that where you just would grow them on your farm or barter them from a, a neighboring farm. And all of the simple things, our water was so much cleaner 75 years ago. And now our water is filthy. And it's highly recommend, number one, don't drink your tap water. And if you do want to drink tap water, then go get a report on your tap water and you'll never drink it again. We need to clean our water and make sure whether it's reverse osmosis or whatever type of um, filtering process you're using, it needs to make sure to be removing all of those horrible things that they add to it and the toxins and the pollutants that are in our water. The other thing we talk about for our holistic pillars is we, we live in this world with all of these you know, notifications and social media and news and all of these things that are vying for our attention that we need to be resetting our intention every day and making sure that we're programming our mind and our life the way we want to. And we're focusing on the things that we can be grateful for and the things that we are in the process of achieving. So you combine that with a little bit of exercise, at least 20 minutes a day and uh, getting yourself a good night of sleep. Your body knows how to heal, and we just need to make sure we're doing our part. And like I said, this plant has been able to awaken. I've seen it in our just in our realm where we work with people where they'll come to us with a really complicated autoimmune disease. And when I hear the things like ADHD, like that wasn't here 50 years ago, but like right. you said, it ties right to Ritalin or it ties right to it's a cycle where they can then they, they, the doctor goes in, they prescri- prescribe that's the diagnosis, let me get you some of this and scratch it out on a pad. That's not good medicine. That's not what family doctors did 100 years ago when they bug and say, so what are you guys eating or what have you guys changed in your diet or or is there things going on with your family that may be inducing stress or what's going on with the family? And let's start there and know the family. When people come to our store, they'll cry. One reason is because they're overjoyed with the pain relief, which is a major reason that people come to us. But the other reason is that they feel heard. And a lot of times people aren't being heard in the the healthcare system right now, because let's face it, doctors have 150 patients to see a day. They're cramming through everything they can as fast as they can. And it's a business. And again, it's been so incredible to get a chance to meet you and and learn and know that there's others out there that are here for the right reasons, that are here to educate. What other things would you say are some of the biggest things that your kind of the initiatives are for education with this plant? So I think like my education initiatives really are just bringing awareness to the fact that all mammalian species and some invertebrates are like actually equipped with this endogenous cannabinoid system. So it's not something that's new. It's not something that you should be afraid of. It's not something that's pseudoscience or something like that. This is fact. This is fact. And I think the education initiatives for me is to bring awareness to that. And it seems so simple, right? Like, I just want people to know they have one. (laughs) But that's really where it starts because the amount of people that don't know is mind boggling. It's mind boggling. I think that the second, like from there, when you explain the existence and the function, the physiology, what it's there for, a regulatory system, how you actually supplement it, I think from there, It's bringing awareness around the fact that whole plant medicine 
is very important. Our whole plant nutritional supplementation, even I should say, is very important. And I think that's one of the reasons that we connected. It's because you're always talking about the hemp that you provide, the cultivars, the genetic profile, the fact that it's whole plant medicine. Those are the things that really resonate with me. And I have to tell you that there's so much synchronicity today with you picking today, it being Kiana's birthday, you sending me samples of your, and so I'm here in Jamaica, so it has to go to my shipper in Miami, then it has to come to Jamaica, then it has to clear customs at the airport, then it has to get to the Sovereign Center, which is the mall where I can pick it up. And for some reason, I got an email this morning that says that I have herbal supplements waiting for me. At cool Sovereign Center. I know. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, you honestly and truly, like, today of all days, like, literally when I'm done with this interview, I'm going over to Sovereign Center. <laughs> I'm going to pick up. Now, I get samples from different people at different times. But in my heart, I know what this is. And I'm like, I'm so... I'm just so excited and thankful for Clubhouse and for our connection because the future of education is also that. I made reference before the podcast started that when I'm in a room and I'm speaking and I'm educating people and then all of a sudden I see Justin's little face pop up in the audience, I'm like, the Calvary has arrived. I'm not alone. There's somebody else here that knows the benefits of whole plant medicine and knows it to the level where you can speak to people and make it make sense and meet them where they are and be able to explain it in a way that opens that pore in their brain to help them. Even if it's not just take our word for it, you know what I mean? At least it encourages them to go research. Because I always say, don't believe what I say, research what I say. So I think the goals for education is utilizing that platform more. Honestly, just to tell people that you have an endogenous cannabinoid system, talk about whole plant medicine and nutritional supplementation and why that's, you know, important and necessary and just keep paying it forward in, in honor of my daughter, in honor of all the children, you, your family has been personally touched. And I think sometimes it takes that personal connection to really have that vested interest to want to make sure that the education that we're giving is at least our intentions are pure. We know we can only give the best information that we know at that time based on the research, based on what we've anecdotally worked with, based on what we have, that's what we can give. But the one thing that I know about myself and the one thing that I definitely know about you is when we're doing it, our intentions are always and that's how we found each other. And it, it took an incredible, people call it an app, but I call it, it's much more than an app. It's a community and it's a family. And for us to connect and get out there and our mission here at 101 Hemp is to heal the world. And when you see the miseducation that's out there, number one, first, it was obviously the plant was made illegal in 1937 in the United States. So people could continue to use cotton and cut down trees and a pharmaceutical model launched and it made hemp illegal as well. And now 
Here we are 80 years later and it's legal again, which is great. Never should have been, but it is. But now there's so much misinformation out there and we're still fighting with regulations with the FDA and big pharma is they did 970 trillion in 2019. I haven't seen what their stats are for 2020 yet, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot more than that. And so there's a big fight to fight and it's platforms like this podcasting, it's platforms like clubhouse where we can have these conversations because before clubhouse, Having this conversation was very challenging. We could have conversations at conferences. We could have conversations when COVID happened, we couldn't travel anymore. And that's how a lot of us were were educating and aligning and networking in this community. So it's just been an absolute blessing. And I'm just so grateful and thankful. And anytime I see you in a room, I always pop in because I know there's going to be wisdom shared. And if I can ever help collaborate and help you in any way you know that I will. I really look forward to hearing how you enjoy the raw hemp CBDA supplements. And I know we're going to work together in a lot of ways. And either I'm coming to Jamaica or you're coming to the U.S. And I'm sure we'll be in Jamaica. I love Jamaica. I've been there. I love What what part of Jamaica are you in? Kingston. Awesome. I would love to come. I had a blast. I went there in my 20s. Me and a friend went down there. We traveled all over the place and on motorcycles and saw everything we possibly could. I love Jamaica. I love the Caribbean. I'll probably end up living definitely somewhere down there when when my time's done here in the U.S. But again, just thank you so much, Dr. Lakeisha, for coming on and and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and on the special Remembrance Day of your daughter. You're absolutely paying it forward for her and your, her spirit. And it's incredible what you're doing. So that's why we've connected, because the universe knows we were supposed to, so we can continue to carry our missions and the, the memory of your daughter and the, the tragedy that we went through with our son as well, losing him and then getting that. We were fortunate enough to be able to clear the fog for his brain. And there's just so much misinformation out there. And there's we just have to keep educating. And that's what we're going to keep doing. Yes. I'm so thankful. The honor and the pleasure, as I said, is all mine, Justin. And I'm so thankful that our paths crossed this lifetime. So thank you for having me. And I appreciate you and everything that you do. And I can't wait to collaborate with you more. Absolutely. Thanks again for joining us. And thank you everyone for listening in. Uh, If you have any questions about the Miracle Plant podcast, go to themiracleplant.org. And thanks for stopping in and listening. Dr. Lakeisha, I will see you in another room soon on Clubhouse. Have a great Friday. Enjoy your beautiful day and weather out there. And I'm sure we'll talk real soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.